0: Back after it here on the Hammer Down show, 1017 the Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. 1017, 1017 the Hammer Mobile app is free to download in your phone's app store and tell your Alexa. Play 1017 the Hammer. Over to our Hammerhead Hotline. We're gonna go in Sam King, Lafayette, journal and courier. Nobody covers high school sports better than this guy. He is tremendous and uh, lucky to have him on a Friday. Sam, how are you, buddy?
1: I am doing well. Um covid tests i've been taking have um not been in line with that i think i'm not doing so well but um i also understand that uh they are the trump card so for the last week i have not done a whole lot except for isolate in the bedroom but other than that i'm doing well i feel great uh just can't uh go out and, and do my job so yeah. hopefully back to that tomorrow or uh you know at the very uh latest monday
0: did, uh, what did you do, spend some time, catch up on a little TV or something?
1: Well, so I don't watch a whole lot of TV, and uh, I put a lot of things in Netflix in my, you know, put it in your list. And yeah. Like, okay, when I have time, I'll watch this, and then I never get around to it. And I was looking in there, and I was like, man, there's a lot of things in here. And that list has shortened significantly um, during the... Week or so that I've been sitting here doing nothing. So, yeah. Congratulations,
0: (laughs) congratulations, buddy. It's always nice to feel like you had a to-do list and you knocked out a lot of things. So, really, it's a golf clap for you. Good job, buddy. Would have done.
1: Would rather done other things, but at least I did accomplish something.
0: All right. So let's get into some of the big stories here. Yesterday, we did have Josh Strasser on. He is named. uh, the head coach of the McCutcheon Mavericks. It's uh, something that we had talked about in the past. I know uh, when we had you on last time, we had said how much longer do you think this is going to take, and, and we knew that seemed pretty imminent. Uh, I, I think a lot of there are a lot of names that put in for that job, and uh, some some kind of big names here. And uh, Josh is the guy that comes out with it. Uh, are you surprised by that? And uh, what's your reaction to him becoming the next head coach of the Mavericks? Well, it
1: goes kind of. There's two ways to think about this. Two years ago when he left Delphi, after, you know, he was doing a tremendous job there, had that program moving in the right direction, and in a lot of ways, you're still seeing the um, success based on what he kind of started there with the youth program. Um, So, you know, when he left to go to McCutcheon and be an assistant, I was kind of like, uh, that seems like a coaching waiting type thing. Well, um, you know, I kind of believed that, and I thought, even though people told me that wasn't the case, I thought, yeah, that's just a, a line. Um, it really wasn't. And, um, you know, he, he would have taken the job and the catching, you know, coaching job or not probably. And, um, so I guess the good thing about that, and I'm sure he told you about this yesterday, is it allowed him just to kind of get a feel for the program, get a feel for the kids, uh, make some relationships with those kids. And, uh, then when the job became open, uh, like you said, there was a, a lot of interest and there, um, you know, the committee put together that, uh, you know, I think he probably had to really prove himself, mostly because he was part of a staff that hasn't had a lot of success in the two years that he's been there. So, um, you know, when you're looking through positives and negatives for everybody, that kind of reflects negatively as, you know, you are a part of this, this team that, that didn't win a whole lot of games the last two years, um, so how can we believe you're going to come in and change this? Um, but, you know, stand-up guy, has, has proven himself, he's... He, at West Lafayette as an assistant, and uh, went on to Delphi, had success, had success, at, uh, I think at Delphi even before he went to Westside the first time, um, so, you know, probably, uh, you know, he, he thinks he had a tougher road than, than most, and it sounds like that probably was the case where he had to really prove himself, having been, you know, a head coach at a smaller school, and then also having been a part of the coaching staff the last couple of years, so, uh, I think it's an excellent choice um, just based on um, not only what he's accomplished as a head coach, but who he is as a person and um, the kind of beliefs he has. I think he'll be able to uh, make great relationships not only with the kids there, but the administration, the the other McCutcheon coaches, and um, you know on down the line. The, the hardest thing about running a, a football program is not being the head coach. It's getting the feeder program and getting people to fall in line you know, down at fifth grade level, so forth and so on, because as you know, those are, there's a lot of, lot of turnover there, and it's you know a lot of times the coaches are dads and things like that. So um, you know, building that's going to be the toughest part. But I think that it is a a hire that a lot of people in the community are very excited about.
0: I I was too. I was worried that it wasn't going to be him because you look at the success around the community. And, and, you know, Terry Peebles has got a, a, a good background before he came into to Harrison right? Um Pat Shanley's got some of that uh, indie school background. Uh, you know, Coach Brian nay has got uh, the the Florida background and everything, too. Uh, that's what I was worried about is if, you know, somebody from a big indie school that's an assistant came up here that you could get lost in the sauce, so to speak, there and say, yeah. But really, and I told Josh this yesterday, what I thought, when I, when I sat back and thought about it, he has something that no other – um candidate has and that's what, what's what's he been in this community for 19 years between you know, west side delphi and, and over here like nobody else knows the community like he does and connects with the kids like he does
1: yeah and i think that that probably what won him the job um if you want to phrase it like that was hearing him speak and hearing him talk about his beliefs and what he thinks this program can do moving forward um you know, and the fact that he has been in the community, I know when I talked to uh, the athletic director, Ryan Walden, yesterday, one of the things he said is he coached under Marshall Overly and he coached under Lane Custer. You know, those guys have great things to say about him. And um, he said, I don't know if you have two better coaches to come out of this community than those guys. And, and both spoke very highly of them. So, yeah, the community thing was big. Um One of the things that I think that um, Coach Strasser probably is most worried about that, Also, probably was a positive when when you listen to him was, um, yes, Harrison was good. Yes, Jeff was good. And you're going to have to beat those teams in your conference um, to uh, win championships. But uh, it's more about what McKesson has to do to get better. It's not about what Harrison is doing or what, you know, West Lafayette is doing or or Lafayette Jeff is doing. It's it's more about what can we do to uh, improve our own program.
0: And the big thing it seemed like what he said in our talk was it's the weight room and getting the kids in the, in the weight room culture and in getting them bigger. Which I, I mean, I vividly remember having these talks with Terry Peebles. I, I vividly remember having these talks with you know Pat Shanley, Brian Nay, That that's a thing, and you know I, I think uh, Coach Rosser knows it, they're they're behind on that and they need to catch up and and that's a big focus that they need to work on.
1: Yeah, and their weight room is, is phenomenal, and you know a lot of the. Um, programs in the area i guess all of them have done uh wonders to improve the weight room because you realize the importance of that area and getting stronger and just having the space to do a lot of different things but when you go look at harrison's summer workouts if you're ever out there and see terry Peebles doing things or you know he's also people who's also teaching the weights class there they have most of their football players going through that and uh putting up pretty impressive numbers from a strength standpoint even when you look at the Freshmen that are 130, 140 pounds when they come into high school, um, those kids end up leaving and looking like you know they've been sculpted out of rock. So um, yeah, you got to have the kids that are dedicated to that uh, aspect, and it's not that mccutcheon hasn't had kids that have been dedicated to the weight room. It's just that they probably need more kids that are committed to the weight room side of things. So um, that will be an area I think of um, trying to improve.
0: Sam King of the Journal and Courier on the Hammerhead Hotline with us. Uh, We talked a little bit last time, Sam, about the success or the growing success that is girls wrestling in the state, Uh, a a very well-populated, what, regional last week? I mean, aren't we up in like the 160s or so when we're talking about uh, girls wrestlers here in the state? And I know they got state championships coming up here rather soon. Uh, I I guess I didn't, I knew it was getting better. That was, that was an eye-popping number to me. I didn't realize it was that popular.
1: Yeah, it's going to be an IHSA sport. There's no question. It's just going to be a matter of how they make it work. Um, and as you talk about the state finals, they're actually happening in Tacoma right now. And that is uh, that is where I would be right now if, <laughs> if I wasn't coming here with COVID. So,
0: Well, you could just use the same Riley Dempsey wolf article you used from last year, right? That should be able to lead it right there. You'd be good to fill in the blanks.
1: Well, you, you say that, but then there's, um, there's more than that. There's, uh, I think there's 15 girls from... Uh, Tipton County and then surrounding counties, you know, I think one from Attica, one or two from North Montgomery, um, and, uh, Tri County, I think has one. So there's a lot of girls that came out of this area. And, uh, when you look at, uh, not only Riley, and, and yes, she's going for our fourth Street state championship today, but, uh, Herschel Pohl and Rose Kaplan at West Lafayette, both of those girls have, they've wrestled on the boys' team for years and they've, uh, you know, they've done phenomenal holding their own against guys. Um, on top of that, they've had phenomenal success in the girls' tournament. So I think that, coupled with um, a couple of the, the girls that are at Lafayette Jeff, um, you can come out of here with, you know, three, four, possibly five state champions from this area uh, by the end of the night.
0: So then, if they push that through, Sam, eventually, what would be the most likely boys' sport you think that would would it be volleyball? Then?
1: Well, uh, so yesterday, Ohio, I think it was yesterday. Ohio's Athletic Association approved boys' volleyball as an official sanctioned sport. Um, the, you know, I think Indiana would, could go that route in this area. I don't know if there's a, enough interest. Um, I know Lafayette just has a boys' team. There's some other boys in the area that play, but um, I don't know statewide um, what the, the numbers are like there. I'd have to do more research on that. But um, that would be a route. Um, I saw somebody mention um, cutting gymnastics possibly – um, with that um, I know the numbers have been kind of right on the edge or a little below keeping that as a sanctioned sport based on the the percentage that you need to to have that sanctioned by the HSA and um, you know in some years it seemed like the thing that was holding them, that was uh title nine was keeping that you know as a, a sport through the athletic association so um yeah i don't know I think that um you know there's a lot of things to look at there um, I would hope that they wouldn't have girls wrestling and then cut gymnastics. My my hope would be that they would add bowling or add boys volleyball, something like that, so that they could um, keep gymnastics, have girls wrestling, and then give them another option for a boys sport as well.
0: Sam King of the Lafayette Journal and Courier on the Hammerhead Hotline here. Let's uh, take real quick a look at uh, boys' high school basketball. Uh, You know, we're going through, like like you just mentioned COVID and everything too, we're going through the cancellations and everything. The nice thing at least – I think coaches are a little prepared for it this year. At least I would think that they're prepared for it. Uh, this is only, what, two years now in a row that uh, we've had to deal with it at this level. But um, just kind of give me a, a quick overview right now, uh, where we're sitting at with uh, boys' high school basketball.
1: Well, um, I think that the top of the class is Harrison and, and Jeff, and I think those two teams probably will battle, battle it out for the sectional. Um, McCutcheon has been uh, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde at times. Um, They, you know, they had a chance to beat Central Catholic, which would have been a huge win for that program last week. Then they turn around, come back the next night and get a big win. And then, you know, they get hit with COVID. And uh, they're not playing this weekend. So you don't get a chance to really build on the momentum of having, you know, two pretty um, good showings a week ago. Um, so that's going to be the hardest thing is this, these teams' consistency of, of having practice, having games. Now, you know, the rules are a little bit more flexible than last year. If somebody got COVID, it was, it was done. Um, it was, you know, you were wiped out for two weeks and couldn't play, and um, that really screwed you. But uh, the way it is now is, um, you know, you can still play. If somebody on your team gets sick with COVID, it's just um, how many guys are available. And I think right now the case with McCutcheon is there's not enough guys available. Um, and I just got a, an email from Twin Lakes this morning that um, pretty much all of their athletic events for the next 10 days or so were all all canceled. So, um, yeah, that is the big underlying thing is who's going to be able to play and keep it going. But um, Harrison's had some success, and also uh, without Ben Henderson, who is if not their, their best player. He's their second-best player. I think he's probably uh, number one or, or 1A on that team. Um, Held their own against Tech, which was impressive. Um, Had some good showings without him. Um, Jeff's done phenomenal and, you know, had a pretty good showing against Fishers, which at one point was receiving votes to be ranked number one in 4A. So um, those are two pretty good teams. Um, Just, you know, I think everybody else is maybe a step behind that. Uh, Central Catholic is is tough and gritty. And, um, you know, even though it wasn't a great performance against McCutcheon last week, it was a victory come back the next day and get another big win um so they got some momentum going but then they also um now i guess are are dealing with a uh, little covid issues so um it's hard to gauge it really is hard to gauge because um you don't know who's going to be sick or at what point in time and that's now as you said for two years been kind of like the um can we avoid covid more so than um it matters who you're preparing for on the schedule
0: Sam King, Journal and Courier, again, buddy, hey, get get well soon. I know you feel great, but uh, I hope we'll get you back out here real soon and uh, covering these uh, high school athletics because uh, very interesting times right now uh, with a lot of great stuff going on. Sam, you're always amazing, man. Thank you so much. All right, appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, bud. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at some of the angles you need to know for not only tonight's Big Ten matchups, but for this weekend's wild card weekend. That's coming up next here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammered 1017.